have you ever considered how creativity works? How do you come up with smart solutions and innovative ideas? Is it a magical process like so many seem to believe? Something that just happens with little actual control? Do you need endless supplies of input, of enrichment and inspiration from the world around you? What about a great blank canvas? Or just starting? Almost all people feel like creativity needs some kind of freedom and that creativity cannot be forced, it just happens. Today's episode is about creativity. Welcome to the Gen.com podcast where I talk about the mysteries of game design. I believe creativity is not something magical, but in fact, maybe something that feels very counterintuitive to many. Being creative and finding smart and innovative ideas has everything to do with accepting and acknowledging limitations in the creative process, and actually adding more limits rather than trying to remove them and seeking freedom. Creating more boundaries to your thoughts rather than seeking more inspiration and input. More than a decade ago, I gave a presentation to a select group of game industry people and students about the same topic. I used the notion of thinking outside the box, and I used this metaphor to better explain how creativity works. Imagine a cardboard box. I'm comparing our minds to this box. The box includes two distinct features. The cardboard border that forms the box and the content of the box. The content of the box refers to all our ideas, thoughts and concepts that we may think of, while the border keeps this all together. It is really hard, if not nearly impossible, to think beyond these borders. Without borders there would be no box and no limit to our thoughts. Without the box our thoughts would literally be infinite. So where do these borders come from? The cardboard borders of our mind are mainly defined by preconceptions, fueled by experiences and expectations. Our mind constantly associates things with other things. It's constantly trying to find connections between different thoughts. This process is completely automatic and we have only limited control over this. So let's do a little thought experiment. Let's say you are tasked to design a video game for home consoles with a target group of young males between the age of 8 and 12. And let's say you had it had to be a platform game. This will automatically set up borders in your mind, with the four requirements I just mentioned. Let's dissect what happens and how it relates to this box. The words video game splits the mind into two sections through ethifraud that is connected to video games and everything that's not. You might think about a PC or Steam online shop, any console, uh, like the Super Nintendo you had as a kid, a TV screen, etc. The same thing happens with the requirement home console, 8 to 12 year old male, and possibly the strongest border in a requirements list is platform game. Genres, by their very definition, are a set of preconceptions, meant to describe a product of the same kind. So you are bound to think about jumping, collecting, character control, moving left to right, 
and all other kinds of thoughts when you hear the word platform game. Whenever we are thinking about anything, our mind creates these borders, effectively boxing in your thoughts, hence the box metaphor. Now in everyday life, this is extremely useful, as it acts as a filter, a kind of search engine that helps us find and deal with related stuff very quickly. This box is also a comfort zone. The book Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman describes how one part of our mind constructs this comfort zone for us and makes life easier. But the problem is that these thoughts, ideas and concepts are superficial and incomplete. In most cases these superficial thoughts do not lead to the best design. To combat this I use two techniques, making the box smaller and creating a completely new box. One, making the box smaller. This process is already initiated by our assignment, which through the listing of requirements create our basic box. Doing some research will tighten the borders even further, and some thoughts that are inside the box may have been dropped, as research has proven them to be no longer valid. As we're researching something important happens. The research has made us more aware of the superficiality of the content our thoughts, ideas and an initial concept. We start to feel our borders and we are noticing that there isn't really anything original in our box. This feeling is uncomfortable and makes us doubt ourselves. And if you're not careful, could turn into the first step of designer block. Our natural response to feeling these borders is to expand the borders to widen our view and to allow more thoughts in the box, allowing us to think about new ideas. So we add new ideas and more new ideas and even more new ideas, so we do not feel as restricted and we may even think that there are some creative new ideas in there. But it turns out that our box has become a big mess, a big pile of ideas with little correlation. In this messy pile, it's hard to find anything. So instead, we should not widen the box, even if it seems so natural to do. But we should shrink the box, make it even smaller. And one of the ways to do this is to question the content, to question our own preconceptions and ideas. To demonstrate this, let's go back to our thought experiment and take our platform game. One of the many preconceptions I have about a platform game is that they always include a character that is controlled directly by the player. So what would happen if we question this and we do not control a character? One of the solutions to this challenge would be to control the world, not the character. And a classic example that does this brilliantly is LocoRoco, a game originally designed for the PlayStation Portable. LocoRoco allows the player to control one big or many small blob-like creatures at once by turning the entire world forcing the creatures into a left or right direction as they are rolling from a hillside. Another preconception of platform games is that the game is played with a standard controller. But what if we challenge this as well? What if we controlled the game with a pair of drums instead? We might end up with another classic, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. This way of adding new borders by challenging the content of our box and thus by challenging our own preconceptions creates a smaller and possibly different shaped box 
and basically adds a lot of problems because we cannot find solutions within our preconceptions and within our comfort zone. The secret is that these problems actually drive us, or better yet, force us to find solutions beyond the borders, beyond our comfort zone. In this way, adding borders forces creativity. Two, make a different box. The other solution would be to drop the box that we set up earlier and start with a completely new focus point. This new focus point can be anything. It could be game related, such as game mechanics, or it could be far removed from a comfort zone and taking emotions as an example. Focusing on a completely new box frees the mind of its old borders and may provide a completely new perspective on the old box. Focusing on something that feels unrelated and disconnected helps you look at your old box with new eyes. For example, a focus on time control could lead to a game as Braid, which is in essence a platform game. But this idea would not occur in your old box, as it includes a new perspective. The old box was full of preconceptions about what a platform game could be, but it would not include stuff as time control. By focusing on time control first and by investigating what that means to be able to affect time, sheds a new light on how it might affect the rest of our platform game. But I hear you thinking, isn't this adding new ideas to our box, expanding it like we naturally tend to do, but shouldn't? Yes, it could have been part of our expanding our box, but we wouldn't be able to assess the value and potential of this new idea because it was simply one of many that we added. Because there was no focus, we simply added a bunch of ideas. It wouldn't steer and guide us in the right direction. With this exercise, this new idea isn't one of many, but it becomes your guiding star, providing us with a new perspective instead of a tacked-on feature. Focusing on something new and investigating it in isolation and then returning to your old box, and then seeing how you can make it fit again, will force you to be creative. The further you are from your comfort zone, the more the new perspectives will provide you with new insight and innovative ideas. The trick with this second approach is to only start looking for new ideas when you have done enough research around the subject in your first box, the first requirements and guides. Only then will you be able to appreciate new perspectives and ideas and will you be able to seriously consider their implication on the product you are ideating. These two ideas, shrinking the box or starting with a new box, really help creative processes. These techniques aren't extremely hard, but they are counterintuitive. They require abandoning your comfort zone, which takes courage, faith and determination. You'll need to abandon your comfort zone with both techniques. Shrinking the box forces you to leave the box, while the new box is a starting point that's out there. It takes courage and faith to believe in fact that you can come up with solutions to problems that you have created yourself through the addition of limits or by starting a completely new starting point. It is also easy to dismiss the borders you have created because the problems they create are seemingly too hard to find solutions for. It takes determination to hold on and faith in your own creativity, believing in your power to overcome these problems and being able to innovate. 